Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Hey everybody, welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks. My name is Blake Mosley. Uh, today I'm joined by my co-host, James Cox. How's it going, buddy? Hey yo, how you doing? Wonderful. Right. Um, and uh, we have another special guest on the show today. Uh, Tony, how's it going? Hey, so far so good. Cool, awesome, man. Um, well, uh, just to tell our listeners, just in case they're not familiar with you, uh, we've got a little introduction for you here. So, um, uh He's the current bassist for industrial metal bands uh, Static X and Fear Factory, uh, and the vocalist and bassist for Assassino. He is the former bassist for metal bands Prong, Soulfly, Ministry, and Possessed. Um, he's been a part of making some of the most prolific albums in history and has been all over the world and then some. Uh, we're so grateful to have him t- uh, here today with us. Uh, everyone, please welcome Mr. Tony Campos. Tony, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. Absolutely. So, uh, Tony, I, I, I'm not going to pretend like you know me because you probably met like millions <laughs> of fans and everything. But I've saw, but I've seen Static X three times and I met you twice. And all in both times, you were super nice to me. So I thank you for, for that. And, yeah, um, and, and, and on one show, um, you actually came out after the, after the show and said I was a crazy mother. Because <laughs> that's true. Because I have a walker, and and uh, on that uh, on that uh, show that I saw you on, I was in the front row, sitting down on my walker, and you said, "Hey, uh, we got a we got a guy here with the walker. Be careful, you know, around him." And so I went and thank him for that too, because who knows where I might have been, you know? Yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah! Hell yeah! Watch out there, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was in the front row, so it's not not the pit pit, but uh, it was a uh, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, you have some crazy fan. What is the what is the most crazy fan that you ever 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 encountered? Uh, that's hard to pick out because there's a lot of crazy ones out there, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like. I don't know. I can't. Okay. Nothing like dangerous, though, it, right? It, like it's all, it's all like, nutty, you know. From the, yeah. the guys, the guys crowd surfing in wheelchairs. The guys, yeah, crowd surfing with their, you know, artificial leg in the in the air. You know. Right. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, crazy yeah. times, crazy times. Um, yeah. So I was listening to a previous podcast before we had you coming on, and uh, you said that your dad had a couple of acoustic guitars. Uh, then your friend. Uh, either let you borrow or let you have a your first bass. Um, what was it about the bass that made you stay with it as opposed to the guitar? Um, I, I don't, I don't know what exactly 
made me stay with it. I mean, I guess it was just my friend already played guitar and like, you know, it was like, he was like, hey, Tony, get a bass. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty much why I started playing bass. Uh, and then I, I jammed with that kid for, for a while, maybe six months or something. And then uh, he moved out of the neighborhood. And, and, but by then I'd already fallen in love with the instrument. And so, you know, I just kept playing. Yeah. Was, uh, was your dad like a, uh, pretty steady guitarist or did he have like a few different instruments he played with? No, he, he had, he had a couple of, uh, of acoustics. I remember he had laying around when I was a kid and, and I mess around with them, but I never really like took it seriously, you know? Yeah. Uh, Dad himself didn't really play. Um, I, I think he did, uh, when he was younger, but, uh, then he lost his pinky, his uh, his left, oh, the pinky on his left hand at a, during a, a work accident. So I guess that's when he stopped playing. But uh, but the guitars were still there. So right. Um. So it's always amazing that you can find um, purposeful that you like on with some instruments. Some instruments just, just gravitate towards you, and some don't. So yeah, that's that's very cool. You know. Um, I, I don't know what it was about about bass guitar, but uh, yeah. something about it just, it just spoke to you, right? Yeah. yeah. Once once I started playing it and you know got it got into it and, and really got into the music, it, you know something about it just you know made me want to keep playing it even after my friend moved out. You know, right. moved out of your neighborhood. So and that's a common response too. Like with with a lot of bassists that we've interviewed, uh, it's been you know like that wasn't your first choice. It just kind of happened. Uh, and, uh, but then there's something, like you said, just something that clicks. Uh, I think my brother-in-law who plays bass is the only person of I've ever heard that was like, I'm going to, that is me. That's what I'm going to get out, <laughs> sit out and play. And, uh, and he, and he crushes it. He does a great job with it. Uh, but you usually don't hear it. It's either like I, I wanted to play guitar, but there was already two guitarists and I just got stuck playing bass. Or if you're a drummer and you're in a band full of brothers, like a few that we've talked to and they're like, Little brother plays the drums because we're gonna play guitar. <laughs> so, um, oh, go ahead, James. I'm sorry, okay. man. So, uh, Shadow Zone, I think, is like um, one of the best albums that you put in, in, in you know, so far um, with Static X. Um, Thank uh, you. But I, but I did read that uh, that you, that the band worked with um, Jonathan Jonathan Davis from Corn. Uh, and y'all were greatly influenced on the direction of the album Shadow Zone, right? So, uh, could you explain? Could you explain to us how how working with him inspired that that album? Well, actually, it wasn't Jonathan Davis. Um, it was uh, well at first. It it was because we went through a couple different producers before uh, we ended up, ended up with uh, Josh Abraham on that record. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of the guys. Uh, I forget his name, but he produced the Queen of the Dam soundtrack with Jonathan Davis. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he came in and, and you know, we worked with him for like a week and uh, it just wasn't clicking. But, uh, but yeah, we did work with that guy for a week. I, I don't remember if anything that we came up with during the time with him ended up on the record or not. Right. Uh, I, 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 think if anyone had uh, had more of an impact it would have been uh, Josh Abraham 
on that record because yeah. we were doing i think we did like uh, a week and a half two weeks of pre-production with josh there at the rehearsal space just jamming out songs trying different ideas and stuff so nice yeah, gotcha. you have more influence on, on on what that record ended up sounding like right than it the producer yeah so, so you guys didn't have a drummer uh for that album correct uh yeah um yeah at, during that time uh is when uh you know kenny left the band and mm. uh and then we went into the studio uh not really knowing what the drum situation was going to be like uh, and uh you know our, our producer josh uh he was like let me make a phone call <laughs> and yeah. he's on the phone he's like hey what are you doing on monday you want to come play on a static record Okay, uh, we'll see you Monday. And it turns out <laughs> he's like, I, I, "Don't worry, I got it covered." So we don't know who's coming in, what's going on. Uh, so we get to the studio Monday, and uh, uh, Josh Freeze walks in through the door, mm. and yes. you know, without having heard a single note, uh, he comes in and does the whole record in a day and a half. So. Nice, Jeez. wow, that's, that's amazing too. Very wow. Day and a half, man. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's that's gotta be yeah. like a like like a. A single thing, just right. Yeah, right, let me listen to the song. He, he writes some notes. And he goes in, you know, does two, three takes, nails everyone, and you know, like I said, within a day and a half, the, the record was done. So he took some liberties going in there um, uh, to do the recording. They, it, there wasn't like any like this has to be done, this has to be done, like you know, basic structure, do your thing. Yeah, well, you know the 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 song arrangements were already there, so right, the, you know the the bones of, of of the song were already there. He just had to go in and lay down the foundation, you know. Yeah. So cool. That's yeah. a, that's a neat story. Very, very, very yeah. impressive thing to see, man. I yeah. don't I I don't <laughs> think I've ever heard of a drummer like like knocked it out like a day and a half. That's that's incredible, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm. that shows his um his expertise in drumming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, so in 20, um, 2007, 2008, uh, y'all played Ozfest for the first time, correct? About uh, that? 2009. 2009. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, could you tell us about what, who Actually, went no, to- I'm, I'm, I'm like, uh, jumping a decade ahead. Uh, 1999 was the first time we played Ozfest. Oh, okay. So, uh, 2007 was the third time we played Ozfest. That was third the, time. Uh, okay. the free Ozfest with, uh. Lamb of God and right. uh, Lord and yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So going back to your first time, uh, can you uh, walk us through the whole day? I mean, like, like who contacted the band to come and play, and and what was the atmosphere like, and everything? Um, management hooked that up for us. Okay. Uh, Andy Gould was managing us at the time, and uh, he had he had good relations with with the Osbournes during that time. Um, so the, he got us on that you know the open not the opening stage but the, what is it the, the side stage uh he got us on that on that rotating thing and uh yeah that was awesome man like it, our first tour and i think that was the first tour we ever did on on a actual tour bus so we were all excited oh, nice. like, yeah nice. we made it yes <laughs> yeah we're somebody <laughs> right yeah, like, all right yeah no more rv for us yeah yeah because yeah, usually when bands start out they have like a like a yeah, like a, yeah. Or first like a busted out band something. or something. So yeah, yeah. um, yeah, um, yeah. I was really excited about that. Uh, so, 
you know, after, you know, obviously a few years ago, any static X fan learned about the passing of Wayne and how tragic that was. Um, uh, you know, and then it was announced that the band would continue on, uh, with, uh, a masked singer zero, um, wearing a mask that resembled Wayne's face. What was that initial reaction like from the fans? Uh, uh, as far as the, the mask goes, uh, there, there, there was a bit of, uh, apprehension, you know, um, but you know, anyone who knew Wayne would would have would have told you that he he would have totally been into that. You know, sure. he had, yeah, yeah. had a really dark sense of humor, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he totally just laughed at that. Uh, but I think once once we got out and uh, started doing shows and and you know demonstrating to people how you know how it was supposed to be and and the vibe that we were going for. And pulling it off, I think you know everybody figured it out. That you know, like, oh, okay, it's a, it's a cool thing. You know? Yeah, because yeah. he had such an iconic everything. I mean, it, the guy was a, a wonderful front man, like all the way around. Uh, stood out with his looks, uh, with his vocal uh, performance, and uh, just everything that he brought to the table was just so iconic. And you knew yeah. who Static X was, you know, the second that you saw like the music video pop up. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. Because I know he would hate this analogy, uh, but uh, Wayne was our uh, Bruce Dickinson and our Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I hated Iron Maiden, so he really, you know, really, yeah. Oh, he hated Iron Maiden with a passion. Oh no, <laughs> Iron Maiden's great, dude. So, so he, hate, so he'd hate for me to compare him to Bruce Dickinson. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's true. Crazy. He was. He was. The, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, he was. He was the the mascot and the front man of, of the band. Yeah. I remember being probably 10 years old watching MTV two. Um, and, uh, I, I forget, it was one of the music video shows that they used to have on back then, but it was a song that, uh, Mike Shinoda from Lincoln park, uh, teamed up with, uh, executioner, uh, the DJ. And then Wayne was in that music video and like play guitar on the track, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. as far as I know, he just uh, showed up for the video. They, uh, just for the uh, video? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at, at the time, uh, both Linkin Park and Static had the same management. So, okay. uh, you know, they, they uh, Shinoda hit up Wayne said, hey, I need somebody to come in and play guitar on this, <laughs> uh, on, on the video, you know? Yeah. And oh. figured, you know, the executioner, Static X, you know? So, yeah, he just went yeah. and uh, did the video. Yeah. Nice. What a cool collab too, man. And yeah, I mean, right. like yeah. that honestly, that was my introduction to Static X at that mm-hmm. at that age. Um, I was a big Lincoln Park fan. Um, you know, New Metal was like kind of like what I was into at that time. And uh I see <laughs> I see this guy with hair that stands up to here mm-hmm. playing guitar, and I was just like, This guy looks incredibly cool. Um, and, uh, you know, did some digging as much as I could dig at 10 years old, uh, with a family computer that ran very slowly. Um, <laughs> and, you know, started just discovering static X at such a young age. That was, that was my yeah. introduction. Um, and based on that look, that's a very iconic look. So, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, my introduction was um was uh, the album. I think it was Machine with Code. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, when I heard that song, I'm like, oh my god, these guys are so great, dude. Yeah, so I had to get everything. Out. So I had to get all the CDs and you know, I mean, physical copies. You know, back then, um, yeah. now it's just digital download. But um, <laughs> um, going back to 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 uh Zero in the Mask. Um, we all know now that Zero is a Zero Dope from the band Dope. Um, uh, how? Right, yeah. Uh, um. How how long did it take you to find it, Phil, uh, or did you audition like like many many um, auditions before you got to him, or was he like a like a Sherlock that you had to have him? Because he sounds just like him, just like him, you know. Yeah, no. Um, it, it, before we could even uh, think of uh, of looking for a vocalist, uh, he just kind of fell in the into my lap there and. Uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> um, Wayne, yeah, okay, this this might work. Hey, Koichi, Kenny, check this out. It, it's funny because I, I sent those guys a, a a demo of Push It, and you know they both listened to it and like, yeah, this is Push It. I've heard this a million times. I was like, uh, that's not Wayne. They're like, what? what? Wow. Oh wow, dude. <laughs> yeah, because the guy like moves, sounds like him, and just has things yeah. the whole the whole um. I guess not features, but um, he, um, he captures. Yes, he captures yes. Of what what he did. Exactly, yeah. man. Yeah, that's so great. Um, so uh, Project Regeneration Volume One came out in last year. I know, yeah, twenty twenty, right? Um, but there's talks about a Project Regeneration Volume Two coming out yeah, relatively soon. In the works. Um. Uh, hit a few snags uh both business and personal wise particularly this year for me personally has just been a fun nightmare right yeah uh, but uh you know uh it, it it really took me out of the headspace of working on anything so i haven't yeah. really done much um but i'm starting to get back in the swing of things and uh you know hopefully uh we, uh, we can get uh, volume two done in in a timely manner, but I don't want to. I don't want to announce a timeline or anything, right. you know, because yeah. like last time we had to delay it, delay yeah. volume one a couple times and pissed everybody off. So yeah, I'm not oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, so going going on that one, I do have a question for you about that. Um, could you explain why project project volume one was delayed a couple times? Was it due to the fact that trip trip Iceland? Uh, found a found a legal dispute on you, or like was it something like bigger than that? No, he, that that never even uh, that was an issue. Okay, uh, that's just him running his mouth. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, it, it it uh it just had had to do more with uh with with how busy we got with the tour. Because initially, yeah. when you know with, when we announced the tour, it was just going to be one U.S. run, and it snowballed into way more than we anticipated you know going overseas multiple times uh you know a second leg of a u.s tour so yeah that was really that was the majority of of reasons right. for the tour. okay yeah okay cool so uh we know you can't talk about when uh volume two is going to come out but uh can you kind of tell us what the fans can expect out of volume two 
Uh, well, I, I want it to be consistent with uh, the the production quality of uh, volume one. So it's, it seems like one seamless, continuous record, you know? Uh, right. And it'll be, you know, the rest of uh, the demos and vocal performances that Wayne left behind and, uh, and you know, a few other extras in there. Nice. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Um, so you I have been working with um, Dino Cazares. Is it Cazares or Cazares? Uh, I believe he pronounced it uh, Cazares. Cazar- okay. Cazares. Yeah, because it's, it's very um, confusing. I mean, uh, I mean, if you want to get, you know, if you want to get really proper, uh, the the Spanish uh, pronunciation is Cazares. Oh, okay. okay. Nice. There you nice. go. Yeah, there we go. Right. If I can only talk There's to no, now. Yeah. But, I think, but I think he's okay with uh, anything it pronounced Cazares. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, so you've been working with him uh, for like years and years now, right? You've been yeah. working with him since Assassino and the Outfit Factory. Um, so was it inevitable that uh, that he invited you to play bass for, bass for Fear Factory when you worked in Assassino with him? Um, and what was it about working with him that, that made you and him click so well? Um, I don't know if it was inevitable, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly thankful that it happened. Uh, you know, having jammed with Dino in Assassino for over a decade before getting that uh, fear factory opportunity, you know, like, it, it, like I already knew I can keep up with Dino. Right. And we have a lot of the same, uh, you know, influences uh, musically, you know, we came up on, on a lot of the same underground stuff. So, you know, jamming with Dino, is, you know, like jamming with an old friend. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah. Cause that's home with the, uh... With Divine Heresy, when uh, Tommy Vex was was the vocalist, and mm-hmm. he was so nice to me, man. He, you know, he treated me kind. So, you know, so yeah. I can't wait to get him on the show. You know, the thing also. Um, so with the um new album Aggression Continuum, which is a great album, by the way, um, was the bass part already finished by him at the time, or 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 were you brought in just to finish him? No, I. Uh... Dino recorded all the bass guitar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, the, the, I think the, the whole ethos of a of fear factory is just, you know, that have, have that locked in machine type of percussion. And, you know, you, you can't get any tighter than, you know, playing along with, you know, playing both the guitar and the bass guitar, you know, right. Locked yeah. In. So yeah, I get why, why he does that. Uh, that's cool, you know. Yeah. yeah. So going back to Assassino, like in number uh, number fifty seven of uh, episode number fifty seven of Metalocalypse, uh, you and the rest of the band made an appearance on there. Can you tell us what you know, kind of how that was and how that you know, came? To I be? never saw that. Or, I never saw that, or uh, like didn't hear about it till years later. And uh, you know, I still haven't okay. seen the episode. Uh, but as far as I know uh, it was just uh, a mention. Uh, I don't know if the band actually appeared. Uh, okay. That it, I, they had something to do with the maid. Uh, 
something she, she made a reference to Asasino or something. I don't know exactly oh, what it was, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd have to go do some digging and uh, look oh. that up because I have no idea. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah. Any excuse to watch. But, but yeah, that, that, you know, I, I, I would have loved to have uh, made an actual appearance on, on that. Yeah. We had, uh, we had uh, Gene Hoagland uh, on the show before. Um, and, uh, and it was, it was cool to talk to him and kind of pick his brain about how everything works with Metalocalypse. And, um, you know, that was, that was another show that I'd like dove into uh, as soon as I discovered it and just had my mind blown. <laughs> just, a, just an amazing concept of a, of a TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, I got an email blast from, um, from Toronto, our, 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 um, PR that, that, you know, got you on the show, and I think are just well as as we're thinking you. But um, uh, you're in a new band, Hail the Horns, and you all did a cover song of um, Kisses Got a Thunder. Yeah. Um. Can Can you decide? Oh, can you tell us uh, like like why you picked this song? Because it's it's Blake's favorite Kiss song ever. It is. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely one of my favorite Kiss yeah. songs too. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like me and Rizzo had been talking about doing something for years now, and uh, you know, he just hit me up one day um, and, and said, "Hey, uh, let's go do some covers," you know. And and you know, like, like I said, you know, the the this year has just been really for me mm-hmm. personally. And so yeah. he hit me up, and he's like, eh, "Let's just go out and have some fun." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, yeah. I just want to go out and have some fun." And I, yeah. I've got to- get away for a while and do something so let's jam on some covers and uh let's have a good time and uh and so he, he uh sent me this uh this idea to to do a god of thunder and i was like yeah i i think i can do a halfway decent gene simmons so uh yeah let me uh <laughs> let me drop some vocals and bass on it and uh you know so i recorded that stuff here at the house and sent them back the files and a couple months later uh, they came back with uh, the the fully mixed songs. Like, all right, this came out cool. Man. Man, so cool. That, I will tell you that that is the heaviest version I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that thing is brutal to the max, oh, dude. dude you, you, uh, it, 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 if that's the case, you got to check out uh, Death. Actually, did a cover. Really? Got, yeah. Wow, on, nice. Uh, I forget what record it's off of. Uh, uh, individual thought patterns, maybe. Maybe, uh, yeah, yeah. One of those, one of those, the, the records with uh, Gene Hoagland and uh, <laughs> yeah, and Steve yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. It all comes full yeah. circle, man. Yeah, That's- right. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny. Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Gene. Uh, is, uh, we we did uh, one of those dime bashes together. Uh, nice. uh, we've done those a couple th- couple times together. Actually, yeah. Songs together, but what I think it was the first one I ever did, and I'm hanging out backstage, and Gene comes up to me and he puts an arm around me. You know, he's like you know six, yeah. six and forever, you know, <laughs> and he puts an arm around me and he's like, "Me and you, we're the biggest whores in metal. We'll play for anybody." <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, man, if that means I get to be mentioned in the same breath as you, I'll take that." <laughs> yeah, Gene, oh man. 
Gene and you are absolute legends. I mean, y'all been yeah. in some some great. Uh, I don't know about me, but well, Gene, okay. first right. show, first actual concert I ever went to that wasn't in a backyard, like when an actual club was uh, Dark Angel and Doctor No at Fender's Ballroom, and uh, and you know Gene was playing drums for Dark Angel back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wow, you know, that that you know it's kind of a full circle moment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll have to, James, there's another Cover Wars idea. So we, we do something on the show. Uh, we do episodes called Cover Wars where we take two different covers of a song and kind of battle them out uh, head to head and uh, which pick a version that we like better. Um, and so there we go. Uh, James, there's a, another idea. We'll have to throw it in the mix there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so have you have you played any shows since, you know, COVID happened? Like any, have you gotten back on stage yet? No, uh, I haven't done a show in over a year now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a while. I definitely got the itch to get back yeah, out. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, play centers are starting, uh, starting to open now because the first first concert back that I saw was uh, Steel Panther. And, you know, oh, God, they, they, yeah, they put on a kick-ass show too. So, yeah, can't wait for him to, to actually see you, you know. Yeah. So that would be awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, like we've we've been asking our. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I know. Just just saying. Looking forward to finally getting back on stage. Yeah, we've uh we've had some guests on the show that um you know we started we we started our show like a I mean a, a few ago, months yeah. yeah it's been over a year now and you know COVID hadn't hit yet so um we kind of interviewed a few people like as it was happening like what do you do to like keep yourself busy and you know what's it what's it going to be like when you finally get back up on stage so um you know i know i know you've you've got to be looking forward to it um so yeah definitely um i uh i've got a question uh we like to ask our listeners uh so our our whole show is kind of based on music in relation to uh depression and like the healing power of music that it has and um so what is, is there any of you have like a go-to album or a song or anything? Like if you're, if you're having one of those days and it's just like, I've got, I've got to listen to something. Um, do you have anything you throw on that uh, maybe could uh, interest our listeners to check out if they're going through a similar time? I don't know. Like it, it depends, uh, you know, what kind of mood I'm in. If, I, if I'm like really pissed off, uh, mm-hmm. is it a, uh, morbid angels blessed are the sick or was a was a go-to for a while yeah there. particularly the the back half of that record man uh, yeah and i don't know it's like like if i'm sad or moody uh typo negatives usually where i go uh, okay yeah the october rust okay cool uh, okay so we do have two more questions for you um before we before um you came on i i went on instagram and i asked them uh if they had any questions for you uh we have two questions from you from from the same same account um the account is the adventures of of dog glover on instagram uh she's got two questions for you if you don't mind um the first one is uh just how did you become such a badass of a player <laughs> i don't know I, I don't know what she meant by that but uh yeah I'll- Tell him uh, I'll I'll let her know when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> don't work that's out, a, man. that's a badass answer. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And- I don't think I'm there, so you know I'm, I'm definitely no uh, Billy Sheehan. 
So, right. uh, you know, if I ever get to that level, I'll let you know. Right. right. But we know, we know your Gene Simmons is, 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 uh, Spot on, dude. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. I, 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 you know, it's funny. Cause like, you know, uh, I, I thought I, you know, singing it in the car, you know, I, I thought, yeah, I could sound like this guy, you know, <laughs> but once you put it on, on record, you know, and, and, uh, and you're hearing it in your headphones and it, it's a little different. So, you know, right. Well, I think I pulled this off, but I don't know. So I sent it like, Hey, let me know what you think, man. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm right. Uh, completely full. Of <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, uh, so that was the first question. The second question, and and, and our last question for you today, is um, what was your most memorable gig with Wayne? Because I know there's there's a lot, but if you could round it off to one, what would that be? Uh, the one that jumps right uh, into my head, uh, well, immediately jumps into my head is uh. I don't remember where we were. It may have been somewhere in Texas. Uh, I don't remember exactly. Uh, but it was, I think, during the Machine Tour. And, yeah, it yeah, it, it was during Machine because we were playing, opening the show with Get to the Gone. And towards the end of the song, uh, there's kind of like a break where it's just drums. And I lifted my arms like this to like, you know, get the crowd going. And I hit my headstock and I felt it hit something <laughs> and oh, I no. turn and I turn and I see Wayne looking at me and he opens his mouth and his tooth falls off <laughs> and it hits the floor and he shakes his head at me like you mother <laughs> <laughs> and then walks off the stage. Well, and so we finish the song and uh, we go backstage and, um, you know, like five, ten minutes go by and Wayne figures out that, you know, he, he's he's not in a whole lot of pain and he decides he wants to finish the show. Hey, man, so what a trooper, you he know? Goes out, yeah, he goes out and uh, he finishes the show, man. And, um, you know, he... Uh, in, in between songs, he uh, while talking to the audience, he kind of had that Paul Stanley lisp happening. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So he kind of sounded like, like Paul Stanley, you know, and uh, it was a big influence. It was a big influence for him. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, he toughed it out and uh, he finished the show. And then, and then uh, the next day he went to a dentist and uh, got that tooth glued back on. <laughs> glued on, huh? Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. Um, so that's 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 all of the questions we have for you today. Um, we uh, honestly we thank you very much for coming on. This has been a dream come true for me and Blake, and yeah, we do hope that you come back on um, after Project Regeneration Volume Two comes out, so we can talk to you more about that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I just want to say um, thank you again, and yeah. Around yeah, where can our uh, where can our listeners find you? Uh, like on your socials and uh, any music or yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm really horrible at that social media. <laughs> uh, you can find him on Twitter on uh, Tony Cable six 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 right under his his uh, name on the YouTube channel. Yeah, I, I have an account. They uh, like when I was playing in that uh, Attica Seven band, uh, they set that up for me. I never use it. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. Like. It, like 
the only thing I really check is uh, Facebook, and I'm on that, like, you know. Yeah. Rarely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I couldn't even tell you. Um, but if you do send a private message on there, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Okay. Social cool. media wise. Right. Yeah. So. Nice. And I and I guess that's Facebook.com slash Tony Campos. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. That's, cool. Okay. Cool. Uh, awesome. I think I don't know. <laughs> just type. We'll try. Um, just, see what happens. But I think if you type in Tony Campos, I'm usually the first or second one to come up. I, okay. I, I, and if not, so sorry to the other Tony Campos out there that's going to be get, receiving all these messages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well cool tony thank you so much for uh coming on the show today we really appreciate it man yeah thanks for having me man appreciate it. absolutely take care all right man <laughs>